Welcome into the Inside the Pylon Quick Kicks podcast for Monday, February 22nd. Uh, it is a great day here where we are very happy to introduce you to one of our friends from the uh, the online draft community, the online football community, and that is Josh Y from the Wooten Y podcast. And why this is, is really so exciting to me, I think, is because Josh right now is actually literally on the other side of the world. We're separated by somewhere probably around 20,000 miles at this point, maybe not quite that far. I don't really know how big the, the earth is, but it's, uh, you know, we're, we're separated pretty much on the other side of the earth and we're still able to talk to someone about a sport that all of us love here. And so uh, I do want to welcome in Josh and Josh, I appreciate you joining us today. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, I think it is about 20,000 miles. It's, uh, it is a fair whack, but uh managed to uh, link up times here perfectly. It's it's not bad at all. And as always, we do have uh, our co-host in here, Mark Schofield. Mark, only, uh, what, about eight or 900 miles away down a uh, little south of D.C.? A little closer. A little closer. A little closer. Yeah. So we've got all three of us here in the same room. Josh, I guess the first place for me to start, I'm always fascinated by this because, look, my guess is there there isn't this huge following for American football in Australia to begin with. Am I right? Yeah, uh, if uh, two years ago it was probably tiny, tiny, tiny uh, percentage of people following uh, American football in Australia. But the last two years, it's starting to really, really expand. Um, that that's led by players making the switch down here. Um, uh, many of your listeners are probably aware of Jared Hayne, who plays for the San Francisco 49ers or did play for the San Francisco 49ers this season in, in patches. And there's a there's a whole heap of punters. Um, coming over from Pro Kick Australia down here, that a ton of them, yeah. Berry, um, yeah, is probably one of our best, and Brad Wing, and we've got a whole crop coming through this draft process, which for me this year makes this draft so much more exciting that we have so many Australians, there's eight or nine um, Australians that are going to be featured in the NFL this year, and I can't wait. So, how how did you get interested in American football to begin with? Then, okay, uh, I started. Firstly, by purchasing Madden, which is quite crazy, but that's quite common for a lot of Australian fans. Is, <laughs> yeah. is the video is the video game, and I, I picked my team at random as well. I hit random, and the Colts came up and fell in love with Peyton Manning, and he's my favorite all-time player. And um, and then I started watching it more. And then our our leagues down here, that there's the National Rugby League, and then the Australian um, Football League, which is AFL. I just sort of got a bit disenchanted with them and started following. NFL more and I love that the off season is still so more interesting than the actual in season of our leagues down here so I found myself reading and watching tape and and looking up draft prospects and free agency and salary cap stuff when our rugby league was on rather than actually watching rugby league so I just became the whole business side of it and the way it's run I just I I just fell in love with it. Josh what is the accessibility for being able to find NFL content down in Australia. I mean, I know obviously the internet helps, but in terms of being able to watch a game, what's that process like? Uh, it's a, the last couple of years as well. It's really expanded because ESPN Australia, um, and I have to disclaim that I'm a, a contractor for them currently, so I'm not trying to plug them, but they, they managed to, to buy or not buy, stri- strike a deal with the NFL to get ESPN Red Zone on, um, on Foxtel here on their channel. So every Monday morning from 3 a.m., that's when it starts here at 3 a.m. in the morning. Um, people can get up and watch watch Red Zone th- right through to, uh, I think it's about 9.30. And then, um, obviously, the, the Monday night football and Sunday night football games on around lunchtime here on a uh, Monday and a Tuesday. And then Thursday night football on 
th- uh, Friday at 12.30. So a lot of the games are on free-to-air and a channel down here, 7 Mate, also play it. And then there's some coverage by some other networks. Um, Fox Sports Australia's up there, content a little bit with NFL, and there's a video uh, show called Hard Count. A good friend of mine, Laurie Horish, is one half of that, and he's a, he's a fantastic uh, NFL guy as well, big draft nick as well. Now, does the fact that, obviously, you know, you talk about the world we live in today, and I'm sure you're probably familiar, you guys probably use draft breakdown just as much as we do in order to get uh, prospect videos and so forth, but obviously, having all those resources has to help as well in terms of, you can go and do research if you can't find something just on TV. Absolutely. Draft breakdown has just been phenomenal for us. Um, The amount of tape we're able to watch and and that we can speak to people like you guys on the other side of the world about... uh, tape that they've watched on our show um it's it's crucial a lot of the stuff that people listen to are you know from the states the the internet and accessibility is you're able to to bring that up almost instantly obviously helps we're trying to at least get some um you know good uh and and push the conversation by australians about the nfl down here by expanding people's knowledge and, and pointing them into into directions to your site um, and, and sites like Draft Breakdown to try and expand their knowledge. So w- when you start to uh, dig into this year's draft, you mentioned that you've got you know eight or nine Australians potentially uh, you know being draftable this year. Where do you start to look in terms of uh, some of the guys that are out there this year? Um, the number one that comes to mind is Adam Gottes, the defensive lineman from Georgia Tech. Um, really fluid mover. Um, really great defensive, very scheme versatile as well. Uh, I think Daniel Jeremiah tweeted a vine out just yesterday of Gotsis. Um, had that ne- unfortunate knee injury um, that ruined, uh, not ruined, but ended his uh, college career in Georgia Tech uh, as a senior. But he's a guy that I think if he was healthy and didn't hurt his knee, could have been maybe a, a early day three guy. I think maybe round four or five is where he's at now, depending on how that knee tests out at the combine. But um, he's going to be our best uh, non-specialist uh, player uh, ever a lot of people think of Jesse Williams that yet to play a meaningful snap in the NFL uh, injuries and that cancer scare really hurt him but Adam Gotsis is is a uh, is a really exciting prospect and I've had the opportunity to have him on the pod and he's a really great guy a really good worth work ethic and attitude I'm going to actually play a little role of Chuck Zotta here and ask you, you mentioned there are some specialists in the draft that are coming from Australia that people should have in mind who are those guys and what can you tell our listeners about them yeah, uh, Tommy Hackett. Uh, a lot of people love love Tom Hackett, the uh, cult figure from Utah. Uh, got named the punter of the century in the Pac-12, so he got to share the stage with John Elway and and, and players like that a few uh, months back. And two-time Ray Ray Guy Award winner. Uh, he's going to be an interesting guy. I think he he will be drafted. I'm keen to see he ha- see how he goes at the combine. And then uh, you got Lachlan Edwards, a small school punter out of Sam Houston State, another guy that got a combine invite. Um, he's an interesting guy. I spoke to Josh Buchanan from the NFL PA just on Saturday about him, and um, he's very consistent. Not a not a big leg, but very consistent and very good with the directional punting, which I know Chuck you'll love. And uh, and then there's also Jamie Keane from from LSU. I haven't done too much research on him, but um, I'm going to get him on the podcast with uh, with uh, our relationship with Pro Kick Australia. So I'll get some more details on him. And then Brad Craddock is a uh, place kicker from Maryland who also got a combine invite so he's an interesting prospect as well a very highly rated kicker and uh his his story is quite unique and we've got an interview lined up with him in the in the coming weeks as well and a non-specialist uh, is blake muir a, a guard from baylor uh not enough tape on him yet on draft breakdown not highly rated coming out but 
someone that will find himself on a uh, priority free agent list somewhere. Josh, in terms of all the specialists, and, and I do have to say, Brad Wing, first and foremost, I don't know if you've read uh, my article on his uh, the botched field goal, essentially, uh, that they had to run last year, and then as well, his, uh, his time spent in the SEC probably became one of my favorite uh, punters just because he has just the, the most swag I've ever seen out of any specialist, and you have to He's love so that. Swag. Oh, it's it's <laughs> unbelievable. But my my question is, you've got all of these Australian specialists, and, and really, you probably go back about 15, 20 years in the NFL where you started to see the first ones coming across, and it, what makes them so successful? Is it just the different kicks that you have to hit in rugby or in the Australian game? What is it, do you think, that allows them to convert and be so successful in the NFL? Yeah, it, it, it absolutely is the AFL background. A lot of these guys that are, are coming over are AFL guys, and the, and the reason they haven't quite made it in the AFL is that they lack the the uh, skills to play AFL. Because apart from kicking, AFL is requires a lot of running, a lot of stamina, jumping ability, uh, and all sorts of stuff. So some of these guys they have the big leg, but they just haven't got uh, the other aspects of the game that make them uh, have a long and successful career in the AFL. So a lot of them have made the switch because they know they have the big boot. And I have to give a shout-out to Nathan Chapman and John Smith at Pro Kick Australia. We spent a day with them last year, and the amount of effort and training and hard work that they put in, they're, they're up at 5 a.m. every morning with a group of guys training them. And you'll see so many more punters. If you follow them on Twitter, um, they're announcing a punter at a college nearly every week that's that's making the switch over there. And his technique and the way he's teaching, the way they punt the ball and, and everything like that, um, it's quite astonishing. I, I actually think they're going to change the way the punters are um, in the NFL over time. It's going to take a while, but I think you'll see more and more Australians and more and more pro-kick Australia guys um, in the NFL. Problem is, Josh, you're taking away jobs from good, hard-working Americans. I mean, this is, you know, this is a problem over here. <laughs> you're getting political now. Yeah, let's not go down that road. <laughs> no, man. Honestly, what, what I love about the, the Australians that come over is, that, you know, you talk about the changes that we've seen in in specialists the last couple of years. You know, the nose-down punting that you're seeing throughout the NFL and college ranks, that's largely due to the Australian influence. And so you love that they're pushing the game forward and just, you know, the ability to innovate because you don't see a ton of that in, in kicking and punting a lot of times. No, they, they do it so much differently over there. And I had a conversation with Nathan about this and just the way they punt the ball is totally different. And he um, he admires the way they punt the ball as well. But he just thinks that the way that we can do it down here um, suits suits our kickers and, and the way that they can get uh, length and direction um, it, it just makes makes it more consistent in the NFL and in the college game. There's plenty of uh, Cameron Johnston's another one that's going to come through probably next year after playing for Ohio State. Yep, yep, absolutely. Josh, what do you uh, what do you have on tap the next uh, couple months leading up to the draft? What are your plans uh, in terms of your draft coverage? Uh, our draft coverage, uh, we've got a couple of interviews lined up. We've got Matt Harmon from from uh, NFL.com to come on next week to speak about his uh, popular reception perception about this wide receiver class. And we've got a lot of interviews lined up with these Australian prospects. Um, we're going to try to be the go-to place you know, for Australian fans to, to find out more information and, and know get to know um, some of the big names that are going to be playing in the NFL uh, next year. And uh, we've got also Dane Brugler from CBS came on last year and he's, gonna, he's agreed to come back on this year. So we're just... You know, interviewing people, bringing on the experts because you know we're still learning the game and we're st- we're not experts yet. There's still so much for us to learn, and we're just sponges here. We're absorbing everybody's knowledge and just trying to 
bring it all to the forefront for fans down here and and in America. We've got a lot of American listeners now. Uh, our statistics, uh, I've done a bit of research that's starting to pick up a little bit in the States, which is always nice well, um, if, to have people overseas. If, uh, if, some of your, uh, some of, if some of our listeners here want to uh, go and check you out, what's the best way for them to do that? Uh, to give us a follow on Twitter, at Woot and Why. Otherwise, if you just Google Woot and Why, our Podbean page is where our, all our podcasts are. And we're also on iTunes and Stitcher and, and all those places as well. But Twitter is our, our go-to. That's where we, we bring a lot of our... Uh, our tweets and information to you guys, and um, and that's probably the best place to find us. Outstanding. Well, Josh, I appreciate you joining us today. I know it's uh, you're a day ahead of us down there, so you're in the middle of your work week while we're still sitting here on Sunday night. So appreciate you taking some time. I know you're pretty busy. That's all right. I'm happy to zone in from the future. I'll let you know that Monday is A-OK in the world. <laughs> that's good to hear, Josh. It's always good to hear, Josh. We'll catch up with you in a little bit, OK? Sounds great. Thanks, guys. Appreciate Thanks, it. Thanks, Josh. All right. Take it easy. That was Josh Y from the Wooten Y Show. And if you are interested in uh, checking them out, as he said, you can follow them on Twitter at Wooten Y. Uh, they also do have their podcast up pretty much anywhere that you want to uh, check it out, whether you're talking about uh, you know, iTunes, Stitcher, all those different places there, you are able to get it. Mark, I, just, I find it just awesome that you've got people literally we're talking to someone on the other side of the world about football right now on a completely different day i mean it, it's it's amazing it you know it not only goes to like the excitement that this sport generates but you know just you hear the expression sometimes what a time to be alive well this is a case of you know what a time to be alive we just talked to a guy on the other side of the world about a sport that we have in common that we both we all three of us have a great passion for and you know why they do great stuff i definitely recommend people listen to their podcast check them out they do they cover it from a different perspective but they bring a much needed perspective to this game and i love it Definitely, definitely, and uh, we do have a couple minutes left here. Okay, oh uh, I do want to go, and this is this is going to be a tough Twitter question for you, Mark. Because honestly, uh-huh. I, I I just posted this, and I just saw what came through, and so we've got a tough one here today. All right, I'm gonna really we're gonna really stretch it. Actually, we might have had. Okay, no, here we go. Actually, here's a good one for you, Mark. Okay, okay, this one comes from uh, Sean Crandall, who has the uh, Twitter handle Whiskey D Zero G. And Sean asks, who is this year's Tyler Lockett? This year's Tyler Lockett? Ooh, that's a great question. Um, I could tell you who next year's Tyler Lockett is. I can't tell you who this year's is. <laughs> who's next year's? Next year, I think you probably go uh, with Switzer from North Carolina. You know, he's yeah, a guy, that's probably the easy he, one, right? He, he's a guy who you talk about the explosiveness on special teams. I mean, right there, small guy, so kind, you know, not a huge expectations in the receiving game, but is produced there the entire time. But you talk about his return game, it's ready to contribute on day one. I'm trying to think this year who I you probably— I got a name. I got a name. Okay. Ed Egan. Ooh, I yeah. The kid that came late to the Senior Bowl, the Northwestern statewide receiver. He's got the quicks. I what is? I need to look him up and do a little research on his special team stuff. Is he is he that good? I, I haven't I haven't done any uh, tape breakdown on him yet. Stats on him. I mean, we saw him. I was know, impressed. At least down at Mobile, yeah. The, the second I saw him, I said, "Look, he's small, but you know his quickness is first rate." There, I got to do a little bit of film study on the special teams just to I mean, see. 2014, 21 punt returns for 209 yards. That can't be right. Longest, 168 yards. That's gonna be a typo. <laughs> That's gonna be a typo. Yeah, he went up and down the field twice. Yeah. 
They gave him no, credit but I mean, for he's every definitely returning kicks. He was a kick returner for them too. I mean, no TDs, but thirty-four kick returns his senior year for seven ninety-seven. Yeah, forty-five he, for thousand forty-five yards as a junior. And he's a guy. Lockett went. Was Lockett a third rounder? or Was he a fourth rounder? I think he was a third. Off, yeah, I'm pretty sure he was a third. Yeah, Tyler Lockett went, uh, yeah, he ended up going in the third round, 69th pick. You know, you you look at a guy like Egan, he's probably not going to go that high. Realistically, he's more of a day three guy. I think you see probably fifth, sixth. I mean, realistically, a guy like that could slide to the seventh just because of concerns about his size and about his bulk. There's another guy, too, that we saw down in Mobile, Paul McRoberts, the kid from southeast Missouri. Yep. I know there are, there are a lot of people in the draft community that have been really high on him. Not, wasn't invited to the Combine, a um, bit of a Combine snub there, but he's a guy that you might see kind of you know, rise up boards maybe, you know, another day three guy that could surprise some people, trying yeah. to pull up his stats now. Yeah, he's another guy that could potentially fall into that role there. So I think you, know, you talk about those two guys as being uh, able to contribute on special teams. I still do need to do a little bit more digging on Egan just with the tape just because I'm not familiar enough with it right now. Uh, but I'll tell you, next year, Switzer, hands down. I mean, yeah. the, the guy is electric with the football in the return game. Might be a little small, you know, in terms of his ability to contribute on day one in the NFL in the passing game. But we've seen guys like that that are able to make a career. I mean, you can go down the list of pretty much Patriots slot receivers, whether you go Welker, Edelman, uh, you know, whoever, Troy Brown. I mean, whoever you want to go down that list undersized guys who are able you know, to still make it after initially starring on special teams. Here's a, I got one last dark horse name. Okay. Keenan Reynolds. If he's able to play? Yeah. When do we uh, expect to hear an update on that? Do we have any uh, information on it? I don't know. I'm looking now. Because I remember with... uh with what's his name last year? Cardona, the with long Card- snapper. With Cardona, we didn't know, I think, until probably. It was after the draft. I want to say June or July. It was like right, right maybe a few weeks before camp started. So you got to wonder if, uh, you know, Reynolds, yeah, you could definitely see that as being a possibility there. So hopefully, uh, you know, you've got a couple of different options there. I think those three guys are potentially, you know, look, not huge expectations on offense, but able to contribute in a return role on day one. I think all three of those guys have at least some possibility there. No one really, I think, stands out as being head and shoulders above that crop, but you know, those three, I think, give you a pretty good chance. Yeah, and I'm sure you know we'll hear about some names we missed, and that's fine. Please let us know. Send your hate tweets to Chuck. Yeah, send send them all to me. It's it's what I'm supposed to know anyway. So most of the uh, blame falls on me for this one. No, at no, least. no, no, no. This is this is a sh- we share the blame. This is what we do it inside the pylon. Absolutely, that's how we roll. We are done for the day, though, just about out of time here. want to thank all of you for listening. Once again, uh, do make sure that you check out the folks at Wooten Y. Their Twitter handle un- uh, unambiguously is at Wooten Y. So go check out their stuff. They do have some Please great do. podcasts that they uh, put up there. Make sure you check it out. Mark and I will be back tomorrow. We're actually going to be joined by a special guest talking about something a little different from football, believe it or not. A little bit of a curveball coming your way. Yeah, it's a little bit of a kind of crossover here, so we're going to get you uh, a little bit of information on something you might not typically hear from us. We'll see you tomorrow, though, from the Inside the Pylon Quick Kicks podcast. Quick Kicks podcast.